With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. We're joined now by Charles Davis at CFD22. You can find him on Twitter. Charles, I know you called the Vikings big win over the Eagles, and we'll get to that in a second. But first, last night, really entertaining game between the Packers and the Lions. But all anybody can talk about are the two hands-to-the-face calls that were made inside of the final seven or eight minutes of this game that I think it's fair to say might well have swung the outcome of this game from the Packers to, I mean, from the Lions to the Packers. I'm sure you have an opinion like everybody else does, but what is the solution here so that our number one story coming out of the major national game, which seems to happen on a regular basis, isn't NFL officiating? The only real solution, Clay, is to have an infallible sky judge. Yeah. That, and when I say infallible, what I mean is a, a sky judge that won't miss anything. And I don't think, we ha- I don't think that exists either. But, but it'll bring us closer. Now, how you're going to adjudicate that sky judge, how often a sky judge gets to get involved. And human nature is if I have a job and I'm supposed to be the one there and find things or, or, or make sure everything's right, what you really want, what do we say about boxing officials, all boxing referees? The guy that, that's in the ring that we never mentioned is doing the best job, right? 
What do yes. we say about officials? They're better than they're seen and, and not heard from. But human nature tells us that if you are in that position as a sky judge, you're going to want to be heard from. You're going to want to have an impact. You're going to want to be there. And sometimes they'll get overzealous, too. I've, I've just from, from 54 years of walking this good earth, if someone hands someone a job in a game in, in something like that, they don't want to go home and, and not have and not have been a part of it. It's just the way it is. So if we're saying that that's what it is, okay, that's fine. I'd like to see how that plays out a little bit. I would hope that people could handle it really well, but I don't know. The second part I would say is this, and I'm going to sound almost like an apologist, and I don't mean to, because both of those calls proved to be incorrect from what I could see by my eyes as well, and I think John Perry confirmed it in the game last night. I'd like to see us show things at real speed, then come back to the, to, to the slow motion replay. Right. Because real speed, Clay, when you see Bakhtiari jacked back like that and you see that long arm, that's what, that's what they call that from, from the defensive end or defensive tackle, when they get that arm extended, and that's called using the long arm, because you did, that way you get the hands of the offensive lineman off of you and away from you, when you see him jack like that, I think everybody's first instinct and impulse is. And, in fact, I, I believe if we go back and, and re-rack it with what Booger said last night, and this is not a criticism because I sit in that spot too and I could, it could very well have been me, he thought it was initially until he saw the replay. See, and, and that's, that's where we're getting into a tough area because I know that at full speed that's one thing, and that's why we come back to the sky judge, right? Can that sky judge – change something that's definitely an egregiously wrong call or tack on something that was missed. That's what we're trying to get into. My biggest thing, and I'm going to get off my soapbox, is I just, I'm just terrified about pace of play, speed of play, because if this stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, we're going to lose even more viewers. What? And this may be a crazy idea, but as I was watching it last night, I thought, what if you – made each official only able to throw whatever the number is three or four flags in a game and you might think that's crazy and obviously you could adjust it based on where you're located on the field but what I think works pretty well in terms of keeping the flow of the game going that the NFL has gotten right is NFL coaches when they decide whether or not to challenge plays have to contemplate, hey, I only get X number of challenges in every half or over the course of a game or whatever else. And so they're not throwing the flag for relatively inconsequential five-yard calls, right, in the first half probably. At least one one would hope. (laughs) Yeah, you would hope that you understand how to use, you know, judiciously your flag situation. If you were an official and you knew that you only had, let's say, three or four flags that you could throw – the result, I believe, would be you would be inclined to let borderline plays go and only throw your flag when you were 100% certain that you had seen a foul. Now, I, I think in general, most fans out there listening, most, uh, most players, most coaches would probably say if you, cut every fl- if you cut every game the number of flags that were thrown in half, I think, and this is just a general rule, mm-hmm. I think most players and coaches and fans would enjoy the game more if you cut out half the fouls that are called in every single game, right? And I understand yeah. that could mess up the yeah. game, that you know, it, there's an art and a science to the way the games are officiated and everything else. But in general, 
having fewer flags should be the goal, right? I think the overall enjoyment of the game. And then make sure, however, that you don't miss egregious calls. Like the 100% fouls should be called. I'm not sure that the 74% or certainly the 44 or 34% of the time fouls should be called. I think that's where most fans would be. Is that a crazy idea? It's not a crazy idea because we're all trying to figure out how to solve this thing. Yeah. And we're all trying to figure out how to do it with a bunch of people who are really good people that get in bad spots. I mean, look, if, if you spend any time and you have with, with officials, they're just like us. Yeah. <laughs> they're the same people, and they're busting their you-know-what's out there to try and get it right. And those who missed are agonized over it. They're traumatized for the next, you know, whatever amount of time. So they, they, till they get back out there and try and get something right, but they carry that stuff with them. So, no, I don't think any idea is, is absolutely crazy or whatever. And I think what you said about being able to cut the flags in half, if somehow we can miraculously just say half the penalties in every game, you're, I think you're right, everyone would like it better. The problem we do run into, the challenge is, is what we all know to be true, not all penalties are created equal. So which ones are we able to get rid of? Can we get rid of the, you know, the five-yard here, the five-yard, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. versus, you know, that defensive pass interference downfield that was either called or not called. Like we had one of those last night, too, with Green Bay, right? Yes. Where, where, where the lines of receivers running downfield, and when you look at it in replay, you're like, well, oh, boy, that was a penalty. Yes. But in the beginning, you might have said, boy, that was bang, bang. He was right there because I've done that a bunch of times already. When, I, when you slow it down for me, that's, that's, that's where we see everything. And, boy, it sure looks egregious then, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Not all the time is that really the case. A lot of times it is bang, bang to the naked eye, and then you slow it down and you see everything. But I do feel bad for the Lions last night. I feel bad for, for what happened. This tends to happen to teams trying to get there. Yeah. If you go back to college football, it, how many times will you watch a college game and it's a big-time program versus someone who's trying to get there, and nine times out of ten that call goes against the team trying to get there, doesn't it? Almost feels like it's human nature, like, like even the officials are like, you know, you're really not supposed to win this one today, dude. And, and they don't mean to do it. <laughs> it's just almost a subconscious thing. I remember being on the sidelines once many, many years ago, and it was an Alabama-Vanderbilt game, Clay, and three or four calls went against Vanderbilt. I mean, three or four of them. They, they were playing Alabama off their feet that day. Alabama found a way to escape and win. No one was doing it because the fix was in. I just think subconsciously the, the officials were like, Why, how is Vanderbilt close today? And this is years and years ago. I'm not talking about current or anything like that. So I do think sometimes that kicks in, and I know officials will hate to hear me say that. Well, we do it all the same, and I know they try. But how many times have we seen it? I, I don't think that I'm totally out of line on that. That happens a number of times. Like Aaron Rodgers at home, Green Bay, what? Come on. And somehow that flag creeps in there on them like that. I just feel bad for them. Bottom line, though, for, 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 the, for, for the Lions, and their fans are going to hate hearing it, but they know it's true, you've got to find a way to kick more than five field goals. You just have to. I don't know how else to say it. If you're going to do that, you do leave yourself out there a little bit. You've got to find a way to capitalize. All that being said, those two calls could, could have very well changed the balance of the game. You know, this is also a flaw of the NFL's overall success, which is we magnify calls when games are close. And you know because you've called so many NFL games over the years 
the amount of parity in the league makes the calls that much more important because there's a huge percentage of NFL games that swing within a score one way or the other. As you just mentioned last night, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't drop that dime after the illegal hands to the face to make it a two-point game, and then if he doesn't make many of the throws, I don't. You're talking about going back to instant replay. Aaron Rodgers and and Russell Wilson to an extent right now as well. They sometimes make throws that even in slow motion, I can't see the guy being open that they're throwing to. Like you know what I'm or, talking about? Like or, or seeing it being completed. That that throw yes. that, that Russell Wilson made on to, Thursday to night. Lock it. Yes, the Tyler Lockett caught even after they slowed it down, and you can see it. Clearly, he caught it. His feet stayed in the whole thing. If I'm not mistaken, I know Joe and Troy, my my colleagues, wasn't there a sense that Russell was actually trying to throw yes. the ball away initially? I think Joe Buck said and, that. He's like, and, he's throwing away. Lockett oh, it's dead. It. Touchdown. Yeah. But, but when you watched it again, he wasn't trying to throw that one away. He actually was throwing for Tyler Lockett. And Lockett either caught it or it was going to be, you know, out of bounds. And that's, that's what the great ones do. They give – the receiver the one option and no one else but I, but I can understand why Joe, Joe said that because I'm pretty sure watching in my hotel room in Minneapolis or wherever I was I felt the same way <laughs> I was like whoa oh he's just trying to okay see on that well what, what touchdown now I the mean, one that, that Rodgers threw last night there can't, there can't, there's not a better throw I mean there's just no way I mean what he dropped in on, on Lazard and I remember Alan Lazard from Iowa State but they were right in the post game, and Lisa Salters I think had it right. Like, who knew? And that's when Aaron told him, "Hey, I see him in practice. I see him in meetings." And he is very blunt about that, by the way, because I was there two years ago. Remember when he called out his receivers in training camp? Yeah, I was there that day, Clay, and I remember clearly the last play of practice. Somebody, people didn't get open. Aaron takes the ball, and I don't know if you've been to the practice field in Green Bay, and he fires it at this chain link fence in the back of the end zone. And, and I'm surprised the ball didn't go through it. Like, he's, ooh, and you could see he was ticked off. Now, okay, all right, something went wrong. Then in post-practice in post practice at his locker is when he called out his young receivers. Work habits, study, you know, you got to be here to do this. Are you really doing that? And that's what he was talking about with Lazard. Lazard was doing all those things that earned his trust. That's how Devontae Adams earned his trust. That's how Geronimo, Geronimo Allison earned his trust and right on down the line. Jamon Moore from Missouri was one of the guys he really called out. I don't know that he's ever gained the traction I thought he would in Green Bay, and maybe that's a big part of it. We're talking to Charles Davis. All right, let's pivot to the game that you called. Ever since Kirk Cousins had the awkward call out by Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs and then followed it up with an apology, he's been playing out of his mind. Uh, And that's kind of the Kirk Cousins that the Vikings, I think, believe they were trading for. Uh, or not trading for, but bringing in for that $84 million contract. What did you see in Minnesota from the Vikings in what I think is pretty fairly characterized as a pretty dominant performance against a good Eagles team? Yeah, you know, Mike Zimmer, their their head coach who also runs their defense, he talked about in New York he thought he was more aggressive with his calls and he planned to continue to be that way. I think the same thing was true with the offensive side, with Kevin Stefanski, Gary Kubiak as the as – the, as the, uh, you know, the, the consultant, yes. you know, helping oversee it. And obviously they had to get with Kirk Cousins on that. You know, here's the thing. A couple things come to mind quickly. One, Kirk Cousins told us two weeks ago, because we had that Giants game, 
because we asked him about all the outside and this and that. And, of course, oh, Adam, you know, he says that, and he said that private, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, but, you know, truth of the matter is I don't know much of anything. People text me so I can read between the lines. But bottom line is ignorance is bliss. And then after the Giants game, and he played really well, as you remember, and was much more aggressive, and Adam Thielen benefited. <laughs> How yes. much seven catch, 130 yards, two touchdowns. So on his podcast that very next Tuesday, I get the transcript in the, in the comments from the podcast. You know what he said? Well, I did hear, you know, you sometimes you're motivated. I paid with an extra chip on my shoulder because <laughs> you're motivated by, from, from outside sources and inside sources, whatever. So in our Friday production meeting, I asked him point blank. I said, okay, which is it? Is it ignorance is bliss, or did you hear these things and this motivated you? And he looked at me and he said, I, I, I get these texts from everyone. I can get the gist of what you guys are saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, okay, Kirk, whichever way you want to go about it. Bottom line is two weeks in a row it worked. And Mike, I asked Mike Zimmer about it, and Zim said, listen, if he says he plays ticked off better, I'll be happy to be the guy to take him off. Yeah, whatever okay. he needs, I can do it. And that's what you're getting now, a much more aggressive Vikings team calling plays on offense and of course defensively they've always been good uh when you saw the news because i know you were calling your own game that or maybe it was after your game i guess because it was an afternoon uh, later kick that marcus mariota had been pulled and replaced by ryan Tannehill. you called the titans preseason games your thoughts and reaction was what wasn't surprised because from the time that Ryan Tannehill was brought in with Marcus Mariota not getting a contract extension, it was a prove-it year for Marcus. And you know how I feel about him. I don't think anyone, anyone who's been around knows that he's one of my favorite people out there. But he was going to have to play to earn that contract. He's going to have to play at a level that he was drafted, which is number two overall. And the Marcus Mariota I like best, I see use his legs more, and, and shred people that way. I'm not seeing as much of that as I, I saw earlier in his career. I don't know if the broken leg had something to do with it, but there's just not enough of that consistency going on. Titans down. They felt like they had to make a change. I wasn't surprised at all. I'm waiting to hear who starts this week. But bottom line, the number one pick, number two pick from that draft, James Winston, Tampa Bay, Marcus Mariota, a micro. They both had rough weekends. Yeah. They both had them. And they both now are in position where I think it will be a major surprise for everyone if these two teams decide that they are their quarterbacks of the future. A lot's going to have to change over the last part of this season. There's plenty of time. But, boy, Winston's got to be incredibly consistent and not have no, these hiccups like he had Sunday. And Mariota's going to have to get a chance and really seize the opportunity. I think that's going to be tough. Did you ever think you'd see a day where you'd be ecstatic to be a University of Tennessee grad that beat Mississippi State? No, and, 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 and I'm not even going to tell you what I said privately about because it's just not fair. But, I, I, you know, here we are excited. And remember, I played on that 86, 1986 Tennessee team that was ranked eighth in the country, and Mississippi State came in and beat us in Knoxville, and Don Smith was the quarterback. I still wake up screaming at the ceiling about Don Smith running through us, around us, past us, the whole deal. Boy, was he a heck of a player. Had a nice pro career as a running back kick returner. And I know what it's like to be in that spot. Our guys were in the opposite spot this time, although Mississippi State wasn't anywhere close to number eight in the country. We take the win, we move on, but it's Bama week, Clay. Yeah. And if you're a former player, if you're a fan, if you're a VFL, Bama week does mean something to you. But it's very strange to go into Bama week being, what, a 34-point underdog? Yeah. 
that's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That is, I, I still struggle to get you. As great as Bama's been, as bad as we've been, when I heard 34 points, in fact, I was at Madden yesterday, and one of my guys, our, our writer, said, hey, what do you think the line's going to be? And I said, ah, probably in the 30s. He said, no way. He said, it can't be over 24, 25. I said, how much? <laughs> so, of course, we bet on the line. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I won, unfortunately. I was hoping to actually lose that one. Good stuff, as always. Charles Davis, we'll talk to you next week. What game you have this week coming up? This, this week I've got uh, the Rams at Atlanta in a very intriguing game for the Rams, obviously. And maybe, I mean, honestly, and may, given and the maybe, way. And maybe, for, and maybe the Falcons for other reasons. Yeah, it could be Dan Quinn's last game, the way things are going. Good stuff, as always. Charles Davis at CFD22. Go follow him there. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+. Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Aaron Rodgers has had a lot of phenomenal comebacks over the years. But to come back in this situation and have the calls that went in his favor, two illegal hands-to-the-face calls that prolonged uh, or made drives easier that led to 10 Green Bay Packer points. Uh, If you missed it, here is the way the game ended with Mason Crosby lined up, chip shot field goal. The Packers are down three. They avoided scoring a touchdown late that would have given the Lions the ball back with a chance to win with a touchdown. Instead, the absolute final play of the game, this is what it sounded like. J.K. Scott, the holder. The Packers have never led in this game. Scott down on one knee, arm extended. Here's the snap. Placement made. Kick is up. It is good. It is good. Mason Crosby to the south end zone for a Lambo leap. And he puts a dagger in the Lions. The Packers have won it. 23-22. He puts a dagger in the Lions. Might more accurately be written or said as the referees put a dagger in the Lions because there were two incorrect hands-to-the-face penalties that were called, one of which led to an Aaron Rodgers touchdown pass when it appeared that a sack had occurred. And if the sack had been in, uh, enforced, I believe it would have been like third and 18 And that drive would have been very much in peril of being able to continue to say nothing of getting a touchdown. So that was the first one. The second one kept the Lions from getting the ball back and allowed the Packers to attempt an even shorter field goal. So what did the man who had those penalties called on him have to say? Well, he's been making that play and using his hands the exact same way for years. He had never actually had it called on him before and uh, this is Trey Flowers talking about the penalties after the game. I didn't think hands to the chest was a penalty. I, I thought hands to the face, but I had them right here in the chest. The second time I changed it to right here. That's part of a move that I do. It happens one time in a game. That's one thing. The exact same thing happens again. What was your exchange with the referee at that point? Uh... I actually changed the position of my hand because it was to the chest initially. I was doing it all game. I didn't know that was a flag to the chest. So I could change it to right here. And uh, he caught it again. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right, so the solution, I- I've just tossed out a couple of ideas. What if we limited official flags the same way we limited coach challenge flags? And what if we had an eye in the sky that could immediately review plays like these. Officials are in a difficult spot from the angle at which the flag was called. It certainly looks like it could be hands to the face, but in uh, reality, both of these were incorrectly called. All right, so that is the story that is getting a lot of attention in the NBA, I mean, in the NFL. But let's pivot right now to the NBA. LeBron James finally weighed in on the uh on the issues in China and I gotta tell you he had a week to think about what he was gonna say 
and he has created an even bigger mess for Adam Silver and the NBA relating to everything surrounding this China situation. Now, for a lot of you out there, we're going to open up the phone lines, by the way. Dub, get ready, because I think we're going to be loaded here. 877-996-6369. For a lot of you out there who've been following this story, you kind of been casually following it, because so far, no real NBA player has weighed in, and we wanted to see what LeBron, who was in China playing in these exhibition games, was going to say. He had a lot of opportunity to talk Obviously, LeBron James has been outspoken on a variety of different political issues, much like Steve Kerr, much like Greg Popovich. He had a week to think about what he was going to say about Daryl Morey's tweet. Now, for those of you who may have been sleeping in a cave uh, for the last week and aren't familiar with what exactly happened, the Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey, while he was in Asia, sent a tweet endorsing the protesters in Hong Kong and their pursuit of democracy. Now, I'm not going to pretend to be a foreign affairs expert, but basically, as you break down what was going on and what has been going on in China, Hong Kong is a semi-autonomous region of China. Typically, they have had a great deal of freedom because they have followed the British form of government in Hong Kong. They have been wildly successful as an economy. Uh, I believe it was in 1999, although, again, you guys may be foreign affairs experts and catch me on a couple of details here. In 1999, uh, the British rule of Hong Kong ended and they became a part of China. Again, a semi-autonomous region. That means they don't get to make every decision about the way their area is governed, but they get to make many of them. And there has been this perpetual fear in Hong Kong that with China taking back control over Hong Kong, many of the freedoms that we have taken for granted, and it was 97, not 99, so I was pretty close. Many of the freedoms that they have taken for granted in Hong Kong and many of the freedoms that, frankly, we take for granted in America, that they would start to have those freedoms stripped away. And as part of that, China has started to exert greater control over Hong Kong, and the result has been protesters demanding that they maintain and get to continue the same democratic rights that they've had throughout much of the history of Hong Kong. So this has turned into a massive protest going on. And if you are an America and you are a believer in democracy and free speech and many of the rights that are very integral to Western civilization in general, it is only natural that you would support those protesters' rights to have the same rights that we have. That is what Daryl Morey did. He immediately deleted that tweet because China lost its mind, and LeBron James has not said anything for a week. He's had a full week to think about what he was going to say. One full week. He's had all the highest-paid advisors you can possibly imagine. Nike, uh, his 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 entire uh, remember when uh, when Phil Jackson said oh his posse and everybody in LeBron's camp got upset he had his entire posse to talk about this with this is what LeBron James said we all talk about this freedom of speech yes we all do have freedom of speech but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen when you're not thinking about others and only you're only thinking about yourself so I don't believe I don't want to get into a word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl with Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on on, on the situation at hand, and um, and he spoke, and uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially but physically, emotionally, spiritually, 
So just be careful what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that too. What an idiot. What an absolute and complete moron LeBron James is. He is effectively the mouthpiece of a communist dictatorship here. I feel like we need to deconstruct almost every sentence of what he said there. But first of all, he said that Daryl Morey was effectively uneducated on this situation. Now, I'm not an expert uh, on exactly what Daryl Morey learned, but he has a degree in statistics and computer science from Northwestern. Pretty doggone good university. He also has an MBA from MIT. If I told you right now, we're going to debate who knows the most about a foreign affairs issue. And all I told you were these two things. One guy has a degree from Northwestern and and an MBA, an advanced degree from MIT. The other guy graduated from high school. Which do you think would be more educated on geopolitical related issues in America and in the world? As a general rule, if you were setting odds, you would make the guy from Northwestern and MIT a minus 10,000 favorite to be better able to understand what's going on in China than the guy who went to high school. If I also pointed out that the guy who went to high school stood to make hundreds of millions of dollars potentially by defending a communist dictatorship, would you also then take a step back and say, man, I think maybe I'm going to question what this guy is going to say because the dollars that he has at stake here are so substantial that I think he has been completely co-opted here. LeBron James, this might be the worst moment of his public-facing career since he went professional. This is an ugly, ugly response from LeBron that makes me wonder whether Nike needs to come out with a new advertising slogan. Remember when their advertising slogan was believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything? That was the big Nike advertising slogan that they went all in on. We need to modify this now. Believe in something. Wipe out even if it means sacrificing everything and replace it with unless it pisses China off. Because what LeBron James is doing here is selling all American ideals in exchange for communist dictatorship cash from China. LeBron James had a week to think about how he was going to respond. I don't even know what he's talking about here. Can we do this, Danny G? Is this possible? Can you allow each sentence to be said and pause it so I can deconstruct how stupid everything LeBron James is doing here? Can we do that? Do we have the tech ability? Yeah, just tell us where to pause. All right, let's go. Okay, we're going to do this. is LeBron James after a week, everybody out there. LeBron James has a week to decide. This isn't some spur-of-the-moment reaction. This isn't five minutes after he's been told what happened with Daryl Morey. This is LeBron James has a full week. He was silent. He didn't tweet. 
He didn't Instagram. He didn't put anything out publicly for a full week. And then he knew he was going to be asked about this. He was asked about it when he got back into American soil, when he's safe, when he has full First Amendment rights, when he has full human rights, unlike when he was in China. This is what LeBron James chose to say. All right, let's. I'll, when I say stop, stop it. But here it is. This is last night, LeBron James in L.A. Let's listen. We all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech. But at times, there are ramifications for the negative that can happen when you're not thinking about others. And on, pause, on your- pa- pause right here. When you're not thinking about others, there are negative ramifications from freedom of speech. Are we sure that LeBron knows what's going on here? Daryl Morey was 1 billion percent thinking about others. In fact, he was thinking about the 1.4 billion Chinese people who don't have the same basic human rights that we do. I.e., he was thinking about some of the Asian people that receive 20 cents an, uh, an hour, LeBron James, to make your equality sneakers on behalf of Nike. He was thinking about the 1.4 billion Chinese people who don't have the right to use the internet without censorship, who can't even Google the phrase Tiananmen Square and see what happened when Chinese people tried to fight for democracy, who don't have the right, the same basic freedoms that we have, who might be among the 1 million plus people that are currently living in concentration camps in China right now. Daryl Morey was thinking about others on a level, frankly, LeBron James, that you aren't intelligent enough to even understand. And in fact, if you were, you would be endorsing what Daryl Morey said, not criticizing him for using his freedom of speech, a right that does not even exist in China. If, LeBron James, you had said many of the opinions that you have shared and you lived in China, you might well have disappeared and ended up in a prison. That is the difference between living in a dictatorship, in a communist country, and a capitalistic democracy like we live in in America today. All right, let's continue. Think about yourself. So I don't believe, I don't want to get a, a word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl, with Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand, and, um, and he spoke. All right, stop. He wasn't educated on the situation at hand. This is where you need intelligent media members to follow up with LeBron. All right, LeBron, what are you educated about on this situation that Daryl Morey is not educated about? What did he get wrong? This is how the First Amendment works. You can speak. Daryl Morey can speak. I can speak. All of you who can call our phone lines can speak. And as a group, we can debate issues. That's what the marketplace of ideas is. That's the foundation of American democracy. You talk, I talk, everybody talks. We got the Democratic presidential debate going on tonight. We don't all have to agree, but all of us have debates and the best ideas win. So LeBron, when you say that a man who went to Northwestern and a man who went to MIT is uneducated on an issue, Certainly, I'm not saying that if you went to Northwestern and you went to MIT, you know everything. I went to a couple of pretty good schools. I got a few advanced degrees. There are lots of things I don't know anything about on this radio. You tell me, hey, Clay Travis, I need you to rebuild the engine in this car. I got no idea what to do. I I got no earthly idea. I can change a tire. That's all I can do on a car. You ask me to fix anything else on a car, I am worthless. 
I have advanced degrees doesn't mean I'm an expert in everything, right? And just because LeBron has no degrees, just because he went straight from high school to the NBA, doesn't mean he's uneducated on every subject. But again, if I were setting the odds on who better understands a democracy protest in Hong Kong related to Chinese authoritarian tendencies, I'm going to put the guy who got a degree from Northwestern and MIT above the guy who just graduated from high school as a general rule. But this is where LeBron has to be followed up on. You think that Daryl Morey was uninformed and that he was misinformed and that he didn't know he was uneducated about what he was speaking about. Why don't you educate us? Why don't you educate us and tell us why China is right here? Because that's effectively what you're arguing. China is right here and why the Hong Kong protesters for democracy are wrong. It's not impossible that a communist dictatorship could be on the right side here. Highly, highly unlikely that as an American, you're going to side with the communist dictatorship as opposed to the democracy freedom fighters. But maybe LeBron knows something we don't. We don't get that explanation. But again, important to note, Daryl Morey on the side of Democratic protesters in Hong Kong. LeBron James on the other side. All right, let's continue to break down what he said. Uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Stop, stop. What does that even mean? I understand people could be harmed financially. That means you can make less money from a communist dictatorship in China than you otherwise might for pointing out that they are, in fact, a communist dictatorship in China. I understand that the NBA can be harmed financially by doing business with a communist dictatorship. But how are you going to be harmed physically and spiritually? Can we go, Can you rewind that a bit? Like that, that entire sentence makes absolutely no sense after the word financially. Can we go back? Can you rebound that a little bit? Is that possible? Can we play that sentence again? Yeah, we're doing that right now. We're rewinding it. I just want to, I want you to hear the profound stupidity involved in everything that is said after financially. Ready for you. Here we go. Here it is again. And uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. So just pause. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. First of all, spiritually, let's start there. I'm going to write down physically, emotionally, spiritually. Physically, emotionally, I'm saying it to myself because I want to write it down because it's so insanely stupid. Physically, emotionally, and spiritually. All right, let's start with spiritually. Do you know what might harm you spiritually? Not having complete freedom of religion. Do you know who doesn't have complete freedom of of religion, the 1 million plus Muslims currently in concentration camps in China. If so many people are going to be harmed spiritually, maybe a way you could solve that harm, LeBron James, would be speaking out on the 1 million plus people in concentration camps who don't have basic religious freedoms, which is another downside of living in a communist dictatorship. Whether you're a Christian, a Muslim, whether you're Jewish, whether you have absolutely no fundamental religious underpinnings to your life, that's a right that we have in the United States of America. We don't discriminate based on religion. That's the goal. And so we all have complete religious freedom. That's one reason why this country exists to begin with. So 
there's no spiritual danger to anybody that could be harmed by Daryl Morey's tweet. What about physically? Is LeBron James really of the opinion that he was going to be arrested in China? Is is that really what he believed? That the Chinese government was going to storm his five-star hotel and they were going to take him away in cuffs because of the tweet that Daryl Morey sent? Is that really what he believed? Is he that fragile that he believed that physically he was in danger because of the tweet that was sent? What about emotionally? Oh, LeBron James's poor feelings. Can you imagine how bad LeBron James felt when he saw that Daryl Morey had sent out a tweet endorsing democracy? I mean, this is shamefully embarrassing for LeBron James to make these comments. Again, he's had a full week to think about him. He's worried about the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual impact of a tweet that endorsed democracy. Uh, no, he's worried about the financial impact, which is the first word, and then he just tossed on a bunch of other words that make no sense. All right, let's continue. Be careful what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that too. There's a lot of negatives that come with freedom of speech? Really, LeBron? This is your brilliant analysis of this entire situation? LeBron James, there's a lot of negative that negatives that comes with the First Amendment. In particular, sometimes you can endorse democracy in the free world for everyone and your entire organization can be so inept that they apologize for it. Look, here is the truth. LeBron James is a good basketball player. He's a moderately intelligent basketball player. When he is questioned about basketball-related things, he can seem to be fairly astute and adroit and adept because that's what he does for a living. The moment that LeBron James speaks about anything else other than basketball, you should immediately question whether there's any basis whatsoever for him to have any kind of intelligence behind his opinion. LeBron James plays basketball. He does not talk about important things for a living. And thank God that he doesn't. But the bigger issue is here, LeBron James is such a hypocrite, he's not even intelligent enough to realize what a hypocrite is. He's telling Daryl Morey that Daryl Morey needs to shut up and general manage, which is the exact same thing that LeBron James got all offended by when other people told LeBron James after he started sharing relatively unintelligent political opinions, shut up and dribble. LeBron James just did to Daryl Morey the same thing that LeBron James has been complaining about people doing to him. He told Daryl Morey, shut up and general manage. You need to stop tweeting and focus on other things because you are impacting the NBA in a negative manner. Just do your job. Don't do anything else. Only be a basketball player. Only be a basketball general manager. You are not more than that. You need to shut up and general manage. That's exactly what LeBron James just said after an entire week to think about how he was going to respond to Daryl Morey's situation.
this is a complete dumpster fire for the NBA, which I believe is threatening to spread and turn into a complete cataclysm for the NBA's overall brand. We are going to open up phone lines, 877-996-6369. I will allow all of you to weigh in on LeBron James' epic stupidity in responding to the Daryl Morey tweet that sent off a cavalcade of a mess last year for last week for the NBA. Things are now worse now that LeBron has weighed in. This is an unmitigated disaster. LeBron tried to clean up some of these comments on Twitter, but they didn't make any sense at all. And even guys in the NBA like Enos Cantor are who actually face legitimate issues. Uh, this is this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. They are teeing off on LeBron James. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's freedom of speech, yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen when you're not thinking about others and only you're only thinking about yourself. So I don't believe, I don't want to get a word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl, with Daryl uh, Moray, but I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand, and, um, and he spoke. And uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. So careful what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be uh, a lot of negatives. A lot of negatives. LeBron James, a lot of negatives that come with freedom of speech, such as when you're an idiot and you speak out publicly, people can see that you are, in fact, an idiot. Can we now end forever the argument that LeBron is smart? He's a good basketball player. Seems like he's a pretty good dad. Those are not necessarily really difficult things to be, right? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you'd be like, I hope one day my kid can grow up and be a good basketball player and a good dad. That would be shooting pretty low on the over. Like, I got three sons. If you were like, hey, one day when they grow up, the best thing people are going to say about them is there's a good basketball player and a good dad. I'd be like, all right. They're going to graduate from high school. They'll be a good basketball player and they'll be a good dad. I mean, that seems like a pretty low expectation level. I wouldn't sign up for that for my kids right now. Clay Travis, what do you want one day for us to say about your three sons? Well, they graduated high school, they're good at basketball, and they're good dads. That's really damning them with faint faint praise. That's the standard that people want to judge LeBron James with. Well, think about it. He graduated from high school, he hasn't gotten arrested, he's good at basketball, and he's a good dad. Like, that's really not that impressive. If that's what people say about, like, if I died tomorrow and people are like, what did Clay Travis do? Well, he graduated from high school. He was pretty good at badminton and uh, he was a good dad. You'd be like, that's the worst eulogy I've ever heard. Rest in peace, Clay Travis. You were a great badminton player. You graduated from high school and you were a good dad. I'd be like, man, I wasted my life. That's what people want to praise LeBron James for all the time. By the way, that was the Curb Your Enthusiasm music coming back with LeBron James. One of the downsides, you're right, LeBron James, of the First Amendment is if you are an idiot and you speak out publicly, eventually we will find out that you are, in fact, an idiot and that you're a hypocrite and that you will sell your entire soul as well as everything that the country stands for in order to make your Chinese oppressors happy. Congratulations, LeBron James. That's what you've done. Uh, Dub, who should we go to first on the good old phone lines? All right, let's start out with Victor in L.A. Victor, what you got for me? Hey, first thing, all I want to say is I want to get very simple. I don't understand why these NBA players don't just simply say that our American citizen basketball players, all they have to say, I'm an American citizen, I believe in freedom of speech, end of quote. Amen. They play it safe on all ends. That's just my opinion. Thank you. Thanks for the call. That's all LeBron had to say. He didn't have to call Daryl Morey uneducated or talk about the, uh, what, what did he say? 
the physical, emotional, and spiritual toll that it was exerted upon him by Daryl Morey saying that he supported uh, <laughs> that he supported the protesters and democracy. That's where all this is spiraling out of, by the way. Uh, who's up next, Dub? Uh, we got James in Georgia. James, what you got for me? Hey, what's going on, uh, Clay, man? I, I I was wondering what happened to you, man. I thought I was listening to Tucker Carson, man, for a minute here. I mean, it's disingenuous for you to be so hard on LeBron James behind this matter when this country and the president just this week with the China deal, the $40 billion deal, we, we kept our mouth closed in regards to any opposition to the pro- or any support look, for the James, protest. James, look, we don't need to get into the, the anal- analysis of overall Chinese uh, diplomacy and foreign relations in specific details here. Thanks for the call. But in general, Donald Trump has been harder on China than any president since Nixon opened up China in the 1970s. You may not agree with him. You may not understand how tariffs work. I'm not claiming that I'm some federal bank guru when it comes to economics but Donald Trump has fought with China and been harder on China than any American president of my lifetime and probably your lifetime since again Richard Nixon opened up China in the 1970s so that is neither here nor there the larger context is I don't remember Donald Trump uh coming out and and essentially endorsing China over all American values, which is what LeBron James just did. Who's up next? We got Brian in Atlanta. Brian, what you got for me? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, the PGA Tour, you know, they have uh, tournaments over in Saudi Arabia, at least, and uh, some of them don't go. You know, they just change their schedule, and they don't talk about it. And I just wish that celebrities and people like LeBron wouldn't say so much because you're right. When it comes out, it just comes out wrong, and they're stupid, and they're they, you know they're uneducated to begin with, right? You know, um, there's a positive correlation between your education and the decisions you make in life. I believe. So the higher education you are, the better decisions you might make. Doesn't mean you're Look, gonna. Thanks. But, um, yeah. yeah, just shut up and dribble, right? <laughs> well, he told the GM to shut up and GM. I mean, I don't think he's smart enough to understand that what he's telling Daryl Morey to do is the exact same thing that he rebelled against when he was told to shut up and dribble. Except the difference is he was told to shut up and dribble when he was weighing in on politically charged topics in America. It wasn't like he was told to shut up and dribble when he said, hey, I believe in freedom of speech. Hey, I believe in democracy around the world. Hey, I believe in things that are the very foundation of Western civilization and have led to the place where LeBron James potentially can make a billion dollars because he's good at playing basketball. That's the underpinning foundation of capitalistic democracy that has allowed LeBron James to become a billionaire. Free speech, uh, the, uh, the capitalistic economy in general, all of the American ideals which have allowed this country to flourish have led to the point where LeBron James, with only a talent, to play basketball, can become a billionaire. That's what unleashing the meritocracy through a capitalistic government has allowed the most talented among us to make the most possible money. It's crazy. Who's up next, Dub? Oh, we got Steve in Indianapolis. Steve, what's up? Good morning. I'm honored to speak with you, Clay. Um, 
basically, when I heard that quote from LeBron, all I could think of was Doc Holliday and Tombstone in, my hypocrisy knows no bounds. <laughs> and that just absolutely infuriates me. You, If you want to have freedom of speech, have freedom of speech for everybody, not just the people that agree with you. You said it before, and the last thing I'll say is, go Niners. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't think LeBron James is intelligent enough to even understand that he's being a hypocrite here. Something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, look it up, and it explains everything on the internet and everything on social media. The dumbest, the dumber, smart people are constantly riddled with self-doubt because they examine their opinions, they question whether they're right or wrong, they are aware, at least on some level, of arguments to the other side of what they are making. The dumber you are, the less able you are to even understand how dumb you are. And I mean, think about that. This, is, this explains the internet to such an extent. The dumber you are, you are so dumb, you aren't even able to realize how dumb you are. But worse than that, you think the smart people are the dumb ones. You are so unintelligent that you aren't capable of understanding that you're the dumb person and the smart people are riddled with doubt and they're debating complex issues in their head all the time. I think that's where LeBron is. I don't think he's smart enough to even understand that he's telling Daryl Morey the exact same thing that he was so upset about last year when he was told to shut up and dribble. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Petros Papadegas, he's about to join us here. Uh, but I want to read something to kind of contextualize this LeBron uh, statement and what he did by effectively endorsing a communist Chinese country. Many of you out there who are listening to us right now across all 50 states and around the world, because I know a lot, with, a lot of soldiers stream Fox Sports Radio uh, to be in touch with where uh, with local sports. You understand much better than the average person who is living in the United States does about all the rights that we take for granted. And certainly many of you who are immigrants understand the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, so many of the things that we are born and lived with our entire life that we don't understand how fundamentally important they are. Enos Cantor, who we need to get on the show, we've had him on the show before, uh, is an NBA player who has had major issues with Turkey. And in the wake of LeBron James's comments, many NBA players from foreign countries have been outraged by them. But here's what Enos Cantor tweeted. Haven't seen or talked to my family in five years. Jailed my dad. My siblings can't find jobs. Revoked my passport. International arrest warrant. My family can't leave the country. Got death threats every day. Got attacked, harassed. They tried to kidnap me in Indonesia. Freedom is not free. We take it for granted very often in this country. Petros Papadakis joins us now uh, at the old P on Twitter. And I know you didn't expect to step in right into uh, an element of international intrigue here, but yeah. LeBron is in L.A. now, and he represents for the Lakers a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds. What did you think when you heard his comments basically defending China and calling into question what Daryl Morey had said, which is that he supports democracy essentially around the world, including in China. 
Well, I was introduced to the story while putting my kids to bed and uh, seeing your tweet of the guy throwing something on that barbecue and like exploding. Oh, such a funny that's such a great gif like you're trying if you haven't seen my twitter feed i'm at clay travis one of my friends started using that because you got so many people and who think like hey i'm gonna douse out this fire <laughs> and then this guy is trying to douse the fire and it just turns up into a huge combustible thing that's my immediate reaction when lebron tried to address china was Adam Silver in the NBA, they're finally back in the United States. They think it's over. And then LeBron just took it to a totally different level. Yeah, and I am grateful that you read the Ennis Cantor tweet before uh, bringing me on because I need a buffer between me and the Taylor Swift, either that or Eddie. Uh, because it lit- like I'm not in that bad of a mood when I wake up to talk to you, and then you play that god awful music, and it it really does it ruins my morning. She's the uh, she's the 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 Beatles of her generation. Yeah, well, they've covered up her banner at the King. I Games. heard that. Yes, and uh, her opening SoFi Stadium in Inglewood is probably uh, going to be a curse. I need to be there. Like, a druid level curse, but anyway, uh, this is a big story. What did I think? That was my introduction to it. I, I was blown away, uh, just like everybody else. Like, there's a reason what he said sounded sort of similar. I think to what Steve Kerr said because I think those are the talking points that the NBA put out to everybody and then to their most powerful people, which is you know I need to educate myself, right? So it's kind of similar wording. Uh, saying that Daryl Morey, who went to MIT, is is, is not educated, uh, <laughs> uh, which is kind of laughable. Yes. Uh, but I, I uh, look, I don't really blame anybody for trying to protect their business interests on one hand. I really, uh, we've talked about the, as it pertains to the NFL. Yes. Uh, with the military sponsorship. And there's a reason that the NFL doesn't want to piss off the military, partially because they're a gigantic sponsor, you know. And and the one thing we all know, working in media that sells commercials, is you you, you don't like upsetting a sponsor. And China is, I, I would, and you know these things better than I, like the NBA's biggest sponsor, right? <laughs> I mean, probably, yeah. or one of them, or, or the one with its biggest potential. So that's, in essence, what they're doing here is protecting a sponsor. Uh, But obviously, uh, it touches an emotional hot button for a good reason. And the enormous hypocrisy, I think, that's just obviously recognizable is that not just an athlete sweatshirt and taking all these stances and Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, in your barbershop while you're your your agent is slumped down like a like a like a guy in detention uh i you know it it overall it just it reveals an enormous hypocrisy because you can't have these social stances and all these platforms at home and then act as if you just have no idea what's going on in china or what has been going on in china for you know decades and decades and decades which is a a, a, a really tough dictatorship and imperialistic society all, all those things you want to say uh, so and 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 I don't think you have to be super educated to know that China is a place where 
you can't be free I, like we are here. I, I, I think that's that's a pretty basic uh, uh, concept for, for for everybody. Yeah, look, uh, I, I think that I think you hit on something key, which is it's. I would have had no major issues with the NBA kowtowing to China if they had not attempted to sell us on the idea that we are a woke sports league that's not going to stand for people like i mean think about what the nba said in north carolina right regardless of what you think about transgender rights there was no situation in north carolina where people were standing outside of bathrooms checking genitals to make sure people went to the right bathroom right i i i'm not like i i am all for people being waking whatever choice makes them happy in life right whether you're gay straight bisexual transgender whatever whatever you are you're a furry like whatever you're into as long as you're a consenting adult and there are other consenting adults involved i don't really care at all more power to you is a furry the same as being transgender well i think i mean it's just like something that you're into right like i'm saying like whatever you're into right well i mean I don't. I, I wouldn't. People whose sexuality, quote unquote, uh, be a certain way or part of their identity. I mean, it's not the same as putting on like a Mickey Mouse outfit and having sex with your wife while she's dressed like Minnie. Right, but I'm saying whatever you're into, as long as it's consenting adults, it can be like I think most people don't dress up like Mickey and Minnie Mouse and have sex. Or together, Kermit right? the Frog and Piggy would or be. Or Kermit the Frog and Piggy. Like whatever you're into, if you if you, if it turns your wife Aquaman on, Aquaman and Wonder Woman, that's kind of hot. I'm gonna be honest, but but if Kermit, <laughs> but if Kermit the Frog turns your wife on, if or you're Batman white dressing and Superman, up, you, you, know, know, you know what I saw Let's the other be- day? It's Halloween. We had they, there's a sexy Mister Rogers costume. I don't know who was out there, and they were like, you know what really turns me on? I saw it. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, she was hot. The sexy Mister Ro- Mister Rogers. If, if you, you know, we could seen- be all inclusive and do Batman and Superman too. That same thing, right? If you have ever seen Mister Rogers and thought, you know what this makes me want to do? It makes me want to sleep with a woman who looks like Mister Rogers. I got no no, no that that could be your thing, right? Dress your woman up like Mister Rogers, and you guys go to town, and whatever it is, right? But I think what the nba said there i don't think i know what the nba said there was we are going to interject ourselves into a social issue which is not actually a real issue in north carolina and this was my issue with the transgender thing uh, bathroom law to begin with it was just a made-up reason for republicans and democrats to fight because there was nobody standing outside of north carolina bathrooms like checking to see whether or not you were male or female before you entered the bathroom the rule has been for my entire life and you know this as well as anybody else out there does, you use the bathroom basically of what you look like. There's nobody out there trying to stop you. The only exception, and I've had to do this, and you probably had to, you can take a kid of the opposite gender when they're young into another bathroom. Otherwise, nobody cares, right? Like public bathrooms, we have no issue. But the NBA decided, hey, we have to have a voice here. We have to stand up. And once you decide that you are going to stand up there and once you decide we're going to eliminate the use of the word owner because it's racially insensitive, I'm sorry, you can't go to China and basically disavow the First Amendment rights of somebody for coming out and saying they're in favor of democracy. As I said earlier, because to me, that's like saying you're in favor of clean drinking water 
or you're in favor of uh, you know the, the ability for kids to go to school. Like these are not debatable issues. The world is better the more democracies there are. Just like the world is better the more clean drinking water people have, or the more vaccinations people are able to get. Right? Like in general, there are certain things that are not worth fighting about, and the fact that the NBA is backtracking from an endorsement of democracy. I think to many people out there just seems like a fundamental assault upon the very basis of Americans, uh, Americans foundational beliefs. But, you know, it's, I, I think I, I have a tendency to agree with a, a lot of the things you said, you know, the, uh, there's a, a giant hypocrisy revealed here. I'm not really sure. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know what the, I'm not, not really sure what the responsibility of the league is to, to weigh in on international affairs, but they really did step in this, and then every moment was very delicate from here on out, and, and mostly everything they've done is, is to protect their money, which you expect corporations to do, but of course they've taken a lot of social stances at home. So it does reveal a giant hypocrisy you know it can't be argued but the amazing thing is like the really amazing thing to me is that this went away i mean this really do people move on to the next thing we're idiots like we're like children we just run to the next shiny thing and we want the next toy that's advertised on tv i mean we're stupid people we just move on to the next story this was gone people were worried about anthony davis's thumb more than they were worried about this and lebron thought lebron thought that he was a brilliant enough diplomat to put it to bed with the nba media last night i mean what an enormous dumbass that is really what jumps out to me that that you know lebron james had to step to the world stage basically step to the podium at the un and say that you know something that not even the dumbest ass would say that represents any country on earth you know that that's not like north korea or china or iran who would say that hey you know nobody knows what china you know it hurt a lot of people what he did <laughs> what an idiot oh geez. it is really funny to think about that i'm trying to think of like the sports equivalent of what that would be that would be like uh somebody being he like got, my, my my radio partner texted me last night he could have gone up there and made a fart noise and it would have just gone over better <laughs> they would have said hey lebron what do you think about the whole daryl Morey thing <laughs> <laughs> and that would have like that would not have been as bad as what he said Oh, that's actually so true. He could have put his arm, his hand under his arm and yeah. made the fart noise with his arm and people would have been like not as upset as what he actually, this is, that's actually really, really funny. He I got to go to. just said, <laughs> you know what I mean? He really could have done any. <laughs> there, that would have been a better statement than what LeBron did. I got to go. Uh, I got to do a break, uh, Petros. Appreciate it. Uh, and thanks for waking up early with us. And thanks for supporting Taylor Swift. Um, that is Petros Papadakis. You can hear him, AM 570, LA Sports, uh, at The Old P. You can find him there at Petros and Money Show as well. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.